Hello and welcome to the Collecting Heroes podcast. I'm your host JD, the collector of collectors, and this is the podcast where I interview pop culture collectors from around the world. Today, we're kicking off season three, not with a bang, but with a pop. And I say that because my guest is also known as the Pop Fox, aka Marisol. She's from Florida and she is, I want to say a Funko collector, but I'm actually going to say maybe a vinyl figure collector might be more apt. And uh, yeah, she's from Florida. She's Marisol. And uh, welcome to the podcast. How are you going? Uh, it's great. Thank you so much for having me. Would, would I be correct in saying that? That you're not, I mean, you're obviously, you're known for Funko and you've got pop in your, uh, in your username on Instagram, but you've really been sort of like getting out of that now and sort of branching into other figurines uh yeah for sure so i've definitely started as just a pop collector but i would definitely say i'm just a vinyl collector now a vinyl figurine collector <laughs> yeah yeah cool cool well uh let's uh let's sort of talk about that i mean firstly um people wouldn't know but you and i have become friends on uh through instagram where once upon a time i slid into your dms as they say not for nefarious reasons, but because you actually posted a story once upon a time saying uh, something along the lines of, I'm, I'm trying to quote it exactly, but it's something along the lines of, uh, why can I never find a good collecting podcast? Uh, they all uh, disappear or they take six months to for ep between episodes, something along those lines. And I messaged you and I'm like, hey, just so you know, I've got a collecting podcast which I hope to make. <laughs> you know, pretty, uh, pretty regular thing, uh, maybe check it out. And that's how you and I actually got to meet and probably well over like maybe a, oh, close to a year ago now, but I think I've been following you for about a year and a half because I was already following you at that time. That's why I saw your story. Does that sound, do you recollect that? Correctly yeah. As well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I was like, uh, I was very upset that I could not find any podcast, any podcast and a few that I was listening to, it was that they weren't consistent. Mm -hmm. Like they would take several weeks off or, you know, not announce that they were going on a break or they would just disappear. Like they wouldn't last. So yeah, I was so happy when you messaged me. I was like, all right, I'll give it a listen. And uh, here I am listening all these seasons later. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, cause we're now starting season three, uh, which is, is crazy for me to think about that. And uh, just so people know, it is your favorite collecting podcast. I, you don't have to answer that. I'm just going to say it. It is, you know, and we're going to run with that. It's going to run with that. <laughs> no, it is. It's absolutely my favorite. Thank you. Thank you for entertaining me there. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go into the collecting though. So just so that's obviously so people know the background of you and I knowing each other and having a pretty good relationship talking to each other because we've been communicating for quite a while, but Let's talk about the collecting. So I, as I mentioned, was following you before that. That's why I saw your story, uh, because you were more of a, a Funko pop vinyl collector for the longest time, concentrating on mostly, I, th I think, Disney and Hanna-Barbera, I would think would be probably the ones that I, I saw most frequently. So yeah. How did you start uh, with your collection? Basically, I started collecting in 2016, and I... I was in a weird place in my life. I was like going through a real transition. So I had just gotten married. Uh, I had, we had just moved to Atlanta um, and I'm originally from New York. I didn't know anybody in Atlanta. I had just stopped working after we got married and I was just kind of like trying to find something to occupy my time, honestly, mm -hmm. and you know, something to do, something to keep me busy. 
And uh, so I know this is not popular opinion, but I was uh, I was a reseller for a while of different things. Okay. And uh, I came across Funkos because they kept popping up as like things people were asking for. And I saw like the value on some of them was a lot for just a small vinyl figure. So I got very curious about it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I started seeing them everywhere. I think the first thing I ever picked up was a General Grievous Walgreens exclusive. Uh-huh. And I was picking picking them up for people because where I lived, and it's funny, you had another person on the podcast, I think, uh, far what, a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She Casey, lived in Atlanta. Yeah. Or she yeah. did. She did live in Atlanta. Yeah, she and did. And it's yeah. so funny. She was talking about how many targets are in her in were in her area. That's right. right? So Target, Walmart, Walgreens, literally like feels like it's on every corner for some reason in Georgia. <laughs> so I was like, sure, this Walgreens doesn't have it. I'll just go two blocks up the road and that Walgreens will have seven of them. Like it was wild. So I was doing that for a while and then I just ended up getting into them myself and uh, I never looked back. <laughs> so you're not you're not like a huge Star Wars fan, I would say, but did you still no. have the General Grievous or you just picked that up for someone else? So I picked it up for somebody. I picked it okay. up for somebody and I kind of regret not holding on to one now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the value of them um is 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 not too bad these days. Um and as I mentioned, you sort of your collection has has veered into the Disney and Hanna Barbera. Why those lines? What is it that connects you to those? What and and what is it you love about them? Nostalgia. It's just the nostalgia and the mm-hmm. childhood memories I have with those cartoons and those movies. Mm-hmm. You know, when I uh, when I first started collecting, I was like, you know, crazy for every line that they were coming out with, and I just ended up with so many pops. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, okay, I have to choose lines and just stick with them. And uh, those are the ones that really tied back to like my childhood memories, and I just love them. And I think and Funko does a great job too with those particular lines, with uh, the retro animation and with all the Disney figures. Uh, I just can't, I'm sorry, I can't help myself. <laughs> I need to have them. Is there a specific, because I think I know what the answer is to this is going to be, but there is there a specific Hanna-Barbera cartoon that sticks out to you? Uh, Top Cat. Top Cat. Wow. Yeah, okay. which is I, weird. I was going to go with Scooby-Doo because I see so much Scooby-Doo in your collection. Okay, so, I mean, there's a lot of, I watched a lot of Han- Hanna-Barbera growing up. So, like, Scooby-Doo, the Jetsons, the Flintstones, yeah. and uh, Top Cat. But Top Cat, for whatever reason, was, like, the first one I would watch. Yeah. I had watched it, I was kidding, I would watch it over and over and over. And, like, it w- like even when we were younger, right, like, it was already old, that cartoon. So, people were like, what are you doing watching this cartoon? I think it was, like, on Cartoon Network at the time. And they, they were like, this is such an old, I was like, oh, it's so funny that top cat officer dribble that's a dribble that's right yeah <laughs> i just loved it i would like watch it i could watch i would like it would, I would just leave it on after school every day i just thought it was great i love that i actually i i do remember watching top cat as a child as well yeah i loved it and, and actually i have none of the pops oddly enough it's like on my list of of lines i need to to bring in here and that's the other thing, like I was saying, like Scooby-Doo is the one that I thought you, because I've seen you with so many Scooby-Doo figurines, especially you got um, a lot of the handmade by robot uh, figurines as well. Let's talk about that because obviously you've got the Funko background, but I mentioned that you are a, sort of a vinyl figurine collector. You've, you've become a big advocate for handmade by robots. Tell us about how you got into them as well. 
So Handmade by Robots, I saw a friend post on Twitter, uh, one of his hauls, and there was a Handmade by Robots figure in it. I had never seen it before. And I was looking to kind of start getting outside of Funko and looking for something different. And he had posted two of their figures and I messaged him right away. And I was like, oh my gosh, what are these figures? These are really cool. I love how they're, they're supposed to look like they're knit, but they're mm -hmm. all vinyl. And he's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, they have, um, they have Disney ones that I think you would love. I've been meaning to tell you about it. So I went okay. to the website, I went down the rabbit hole and that was it. <laughs> I placed my first order and I've been ordering ever since. <laughs> yeah, well, you have because you've got a lot of them. You've got, uh, like I mentioned, the, you've got the Scooby-Doo ones. You've got, I know you've got uh, Nightmare Before Christmas talking about some of the Disney uh, style ones. Um, yeah. And uh, you've also, you've got uh, Ghostface because you're also a bit of a horror fan as well. Yes. I mean, your your collection is a bit of a mixed bag. Um but oh, yeah. you really started to expand. Like I see so many posts from you about, is it HBR? Is that this, is that the short acronym for them? Um, it's HMBR. HMBR. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll say, I'll just say handman's by, by robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'll probably, I'll probably, you know, well, I'm, I'm mumbling over my words now, but yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, everyone knows what I'm talking about here. Um, so I see a lot of them. <laughs> in your posts now like quite often and obviously your sh your shelves are starting to migrate away from funko to become those other things um yes what would be the favorite the favorite handmade by robot figure that you have so far uh my favorite my absolute favorite is the bloody ghost face that i have oh yeah 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 yeah, because it's it was their it's a super limited edition. It was like seven hundred and eighty units, I want to say, mm -hmm. um, and it just looks so great. Like they did such a great job. It was in conjunction with uh, HelloSydney.com, so they it was in conjunction with Scream, and uh, I just love that the window has like a blood splatter all over it, and mm -hmm. like he his half his face is all blood splattered, and there's blood all over the knife. It just looks so good, and that's like it's hands down my favorite figure from them. Which is funny that um, it's got all the blood and everything when it's supposed to look like a knitted doll as well. So it's like this yeah. little, uh, is dichotomy the right word? But, uh, you know, having that, you know, something that looks so sweet, but it is also <laughs> covered in Honestly, blood of a, of a murderer. Yeah, and that's what draw me to it, I think. Because I was like, the first ones that I saw were the ghost face ones. And I was like, this is so strange. Like, who could make ghost face cute? You know, yeah. like... I was like, I wouldn't mind having these ghost faces because I'm like a little bit of a horror fan and I always loved the Scream movies, but I never really collected anything from it before Handmade by Robots. Yeah. So I, I was just, I, they just do that figure so well. And like, I think it was just so fun. Like, it's not too terrifying to have on your shelf either. Yeah. So, would, uh, yeah, I got hooked on it. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say you've, you've taken a few people down that rabbit hole now because uh, I myself, actually sent you a post not uh, just recently in chat showing you that i had pre-ordered my own figure from them uh the, batmobile, yes. the 66 batmobile as soon as i saw that i thought all right i have to have that for the collection like and it's also a limited edition majority of their figures are limited edition right in in quantity so yeah so that's like the new direction that they're going in is that right. they have uh limited runs on their their figures 
which I love because I think if there's a lot of collectors that are working over there and making these decisions and yeah. you know, they, they know they collect themselves. So they know what we're looking for. And I just, I love that. Like uh, probably the last four or five things I've purchased from them actually have been very limited runs and are, are now sold out and gone. And as opposed to Funko, who we were talking about, who do things in, I mean, 10,000 would be a small run for them now, right? Like, the majority exactly. of people doing are probably twenty to fifty thousand. I I got to think they've probably got things that have hit the hundred thousand range in some of, some of their Disney or Marvel figures. Who knows? Absolutely, absolutely. There has to be you know such huge runs. I can't even imagine what their largest run is over there. Yeah. But yeah, so going from that for so many years to having something that's so limited was a really nice. It's like a breath of fresh air, you know. Yeah. Um. And that's kind of what I've been gravitating more towards lines or brands that are doing super limited runs. Cause I just, I don't know. I, I just want to tighten up my collection. And I want it to feel uh, more special. Yeah. And let's talk about that. When you talk about tightening up your collection, what kind of uh, thought goes into the things that you add to your collection now and the things that you may eventually resell or dispose of giveaways, whatever, um, from your collection how how do you without just making your collection bigger and bigger and bigger every time you buy a new haul how do yeah. you keep it to a certain size and and how do you refresh that so i i ask myself a couple of questions so i ask myself number one most importantly do i really love this figure or do i really love this line or is this a, just a phase Mm -hmm. Right. Because sometimes we kind of like maybe a movie comes out we really like or a show and we want to yeah. get, you know, they announce the pops. We want all the pops. But, you know, is this show going to be canceled after a season? I'm going to forget all about it. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that, I tend to stay away from. And if I have anything like that, I usually sell it. Or and also, is this a line that I am going to continue growing and continue collecting? And I like it enough to do that. For example, I'm a huge Toy Story collector, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I I know it doesn't matter what they come out with. I'm going to get it if it's Toy Story. So I feel very safe keeping that line uh, here and keeping that line going. The same thing with The Office. I'm complete on The Office. I yeah. love my Office collection. Whatever they come out with from The Office, I'm going to get. So I'm good with that. But for example, right now I'm in the process of selling my ad icons because I'm not I haven't kept up with it. I'm just really not into it. I've been selling it off little by little. It's not worth the real estate for me. Yeah. So that I have set aside right now. Actually, I have to get the boxes and, and post them for sale. So if it's not something that's going to have longevity in my collection, it's a no for me. Yeah, I've spoken about it plenty of times on the podcast about how space is the enemy of collectors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I recently just, I, I was posting about how I just got like six new shelves that I've added to my bookcases. And I was like, and like, this is the end of the line, guys. Like, I can't go beyond this whole <laughs> wall and corners. And these bookcases are getting to a point where they can't hold any more shelves. So, you know, some hard decisions might need to be made here soon. <laughs> well, a little bit outside of the, uh, of the podcast, but um, just going into my real life earlier this, today, uh, because this is around lunchtime that I'm recording my time, nighttime for you, obviously the Australia first Florida difference. But uh, earlier this morning, my partner and I, we were actually out apartment hunting. And one of the things that we have to factor in when for anywhere we purchase is, is there enough space for the Batcave? Because I have to have my collection room. Um, right. The place that is top 
of the list at the moment that we actually just looked at this morning has massive bedrooms and one with a nice big long wall that I'm thinking all my Billy bookcases could go along. And I was thinking, looking at it, thinking I could probably fit an extra bookcase on the end of that, actually looking at the length of it. And uh, so I'm thinking I might be able to actually expand the display section. But again, there's only like, even though I might get a larger room at some point, I'm going to hit the limit on that, right? Like at the moment, because this, what you see in the background from me uh, is, is kind of chockers, right? Like this chocker block. And then what you don't see off camera is that I've got other chocker block um, Billy bookcases and, and other uh, shelves and, and boxes and everything everywhere as well. Uh, so that space is something that becomes really hard to fill. And I can just imagine with those six shelves that you got, how hard it is to then, okay, so if you're putting that shelf in to make space, what are you taking off? Where, where are you losing that space? Well, I'm just making it like tighter or I'm putting, I'm putting way more things on another shelf that wasn't so full before to yeah. have a fresh shelf, probably to add new things that I've gotten, or maybe I've committed to like getting the whole line of that. So I'm like, okay, so I'm trying to plan ahead as well with certain things. Um, for example, though, like these shelves, the, the main purpose was for my Handmade by Robots collection because I wanted to finally give it its own case because now I have enough <laughs> to give it yeah. its own case. Um, and I, I was mixing them in with the pops before and I wasn't. I love how that looked. Um, so, yeah, so that's what it is. Like, you could, I'm sure you could see it behind me a little bit. But um, they're so that's like those shelves look a little sparse, but I know that once I have some pre-orders and stuff that come in that it, those shelves are going to get filled up. So yeah, that's, that's what's happening right now. So I have like super pack shelves and then some light shelves. And speaking of other different toy lines, is that a ghastly I can see at the top of that shelf as well? You is that know the, it. Is that the black light one that you recently picked up? Yes. So I oh. have the skeleton ghastly and I have the black light, which, oh my gosh, they did such a great job on him. He looks so awesome. And for people who don't realize, there's actually a YouTube channel called uh, Gasselcast, which is a couple, Chris and Heather, who've started their own toy line called Mischief Toys. And Mischief Toys has one figure, what, or their mascot, um, which is Ghastly. And he's like this that sort of ghoul with horns and, a, and a, like a crooked smile, which they've been making different figures of. And, and really cool because they were also limited edition as well. So there's you know, all these different limited edition figures in your collection makes your collection become its own sort of one of a kind collection over time as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one, I want to say it was 385 they made and that yeah. was it. And, uh, and I got to tell you when that drop happened, it was the first time in many years that I had like those butterflies in my stomach where I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy that I was able to snag him, but, um, but I love that. I love having something that is, is is limited and you can't easily get. And I love that it's it, the excitement of the drop. You know, I haven't yeah. had that with with pops in a very long time, unfortunately. Have you had something that you've missed out on in a recent drop that you were like, damn it, I, I really wanted that and I, I wasn't able to get it? I missed out on the, the Buzz Lightyear uh, Loungefly combo that they just came out with. Um, I think it was like yeah. last week. Cause he's limited to 3000, which is like really why I wanted it, you know? And, uh, I missed out. I got, had him in my car and like, I don't know, Shopify like glitched out on me or something and said that it couldn't like verify my info and then like kicked me out of the screen. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And it was gone. 
So I'm a little bummed about that, but you know, I'll, I'll, he'll eventually make his way here. Well, as a Toy Story collector, I can see why you'd be bummed about that. Now, would you have rushed out to buy that if they didn't have a number on it, though? This is this is what I think of as, as collectors as well. Are we sometimes drawn in by the number? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would not have uh, been in such a rush to get him yes. had he not had that, that sticker that said 3000 on it. Absolutely not. Because really, it's a buzz mold that we have already seen just with glitter paint, really. Bag is cool, but... You know, it's really that sticker for me yeah, <laughs> that I wanted yeah. him so badly. Actually, going back to to Gaslight, one it's one of the things they talk about people being sticker hose, and I guess uh, I guess you know as collectors we we, we are a bit of, a bit of that as well. I, I'm I'm guilty of it. I've got some of the um, the things that I get, uh, even though I can get them here in Australia, they have the special edition sticker rather than say like the Target sticker or something right. along those lines. I bought entertainment earth exclusives from entertainment earth and got them shipped via a sh you know a, a forwarder in in florida because i wanted to have that sticker i didn't want to have the special edition sticker i wanted the original release version yeah i totally get that like we say on on me and nando on our podcast we're always like the sticker makes it sicker <laughs> and that's what makes us want it um so i totally understand that and the funny thing about that is that you want the entertainment earth sticker and so you'll use a reshipper and me i'll order from somewhere overseas because i want the special edition sticker oh really yeah i love the special edition sticker the current one and there's a newer one coming out that looks really good actually the blue one yeah i yeah. like the new blue one i actually hated the other one the silver with the red i hated that one i thought they i thought that was an ugly sticker so i was if any chance really? i could get not to have that sticker I would I would go for the other version, um, but the blue one I don't mind. I've actually become more partial to that, and I'm probably less likely to worry about sticker because of the fact that I like that sticker and it looks more Funko related than just special edition for for overseas. Yeah, yeah, oh, totally. And it also depends on the retailer too, the retailer sticker, like because you mm -hmm. know they change pretty often. Some of them are like super generic, like GameStop here. Their yep. sticker is very generic, so like if it's something and get a specialty series sticker on, I'd rather get that than the GameStop one, honestly. I've also got uh, one of the other ones that I got um, last year was the Pop in a Box one for the Batman movie, but it looks like they've just recently gotten rid of Funko altogether now from, from their lines. They're not going to be stocking them anymore. Yeah, so that was the rumor for a long time there, and they have confirmed it today. I mm -hmm. guess people were asking, and they would message back saying they longer carry Funko. And I had sent a screenshot to my friend the other, like two days ago, because I actually searched it on their site, and there was nothing left. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, true. oh, I guess it's happening. They do not have it anymore. And that, that actually wild. takes me to the next thing I want to talk about. I want to address something, because it's the end of January when you and I are recording. And this is probably going to come out of left field for you because I haven't discussed this with you. Okay. <laughs> Your face right now is like, okay, where, where are we going with this? I'm actually, uh, I'm actually very much considering, and I probably will um, be doing through February, I'm going to be using the hashtag Funko Free Feb. Um, okay. Because I'm, I want to post through all of February, except for if this episode comes out in February, obviously, I want to post anything that's not Funko that is in my collection. So I want to basically post, I've got recently, I've been buy, buying hot toys, cos riders. Um, I've got uh, icon collectible statue. 
I do have other things that I'm looking at purchasing at the moment, Hot Wheels, all sorts of things for my collection. But there's so much outside of Funko. Funko has now dominated so much of the collector's world. And with the recent things that have come out, again, through actually referring back to Gasolcast, they've done a few videos on this. Um, and a lot of information is coming out about the way that Funko has treated their employees and specifically like people within their art departments as well. Mm -hmm. um, letting people go at the start of the pandemic without any severance as well. Um, you know, it sounded awful. I would have hated to be a part of that. And it seems like as a company, like I understand they're a billion dollar company. And for anyone that says, look, that's business, I get it. I've worked for many large companies. I've been part of redundancies. I was part of redundancy just last year myself. I, I get that that happens in business, but it seems as though the way they treat their employees isn't great. The way that they mm -hmm. maybe treated them on like through those redundancies isn't great as well. And so for me, I want to try and show my support during February for those people by using that hashtag Funko Free Feb and all posts on my collection are only going to be for items in my collection that are not Funko and I'm not going to be probably buying anything Funko during that month as well. What do you think of that? How do you, like as someone who's pretty, uh, I like I get every Funko drop myself so this is going to be tough for me but how do you feel about that? Like how do you feel about what you're hearing out of Funko? About the information or about what you're telling me that well, you want to do? Both. So First of all, I commend your self-control <laughs> because you know, gonna I, be the not buying anything. I would love to say that too, but I, that would be very difficult just because, you know, I'm trying to stay complete on things and I, you don't know what's going to come out. But uh, I do love that idea. I really, really like that. Uh, my, I've been trying to post way more non-Funko things myself. Yeah. Um, but I, I like that you want to do that uh, to show support for you know the people who have been like oh or maybe aren't being treated you know pretty fairly as employees mm -hmm. there That's right. um and and that news that that did upset me that they don't have great working conditions i i didn't like you know you don't love to hear that a company that you, a, you give a lot of your money to and that you're a fan of is treating their employees like crap like that doesn't make you feel good and doesn't make you want to support that company the way that you normally do That's right. you know and, and like you were saying about the redundancies i've talked a lot about how like like you said this happens in business like it's it's one of these things that sometimes needs to happen for a business to take a, a new path to su success or growth mm -hmm. um but i am not cool with the them not treating the employees fairly and i have it. heard that in the right. past yeah Right. So the whole, you know, I, I again, allegedly, I, I know that Gas and Cast has their sources. Mm -hmm. um, but I had I have heard that through the grapevine before, like, you know, through a friend of a friend who has a friend there that the that people have not been happy there for a long time, like way before this even happened. Um, just that's like, basically, I got the idea that it's not a place you'd really want to run to work for. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, I, yeah, I love their product. You know, I I have like I think I think I'm close to 300 Funko Pops now um, in my collection or Funko items in my collection. You know, I've put a lot of money into that company. Um, you know, but also you start to think that sometimes some of the lines that they're releasing, they're not putting a lot of thought into as well. Like, let's slap some glitter on a on on Buzz for the you know on a mold that we already had. 
chuck it in with a lounge fly bag and we can chuck, we can we can get people to pay you know and i've got batman pop vinyls here i've probably got 50 of the same mold just in different paint variations and everything like that i know there's only so many molds you can make like cost wise but they're looking to go to a two billion dollar valuation that's what they did when they did their earnings call and they were talking about what they wanted for a future of a company they're looking for a two billion dollar valuation at the end of this financial year so the only way they get there is to push new like the same lines over again or to cut costs here or there and i just don't think it should be at the expense of those people so that's that's where i'm at with that i, I don't want to i guess probably spent half the podcast talking about it, but I just wanted to highlight that, especially because when this episode comes out, more than likely that's what's going to be happening on my on my pages. I'm going to be having those posts and and hopefully getting people to join me in supporting that and showing their support to Funko employees as well. Well, you know, I will definitely join you. I love that idea. I definitely would love to show my support for that. Uh, yeah, and, I, and I'll help spread the word. I, I hope a lot of people join the cause. I think that's a great idea, JD, like, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, look, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, just to wrap up, because, you know, we could talk forever on these podcasts. I do try and keep them to a certain time is when I invited you to be on the podcast, you, it would have, when I thought you were going to be coming on the podcast, I thought it was going to be your first time on a podcast. But since then, because it took a little while to get you on here, You've actually joined the podcast yourself. So you actually now are a voice out in the collecting community with the Funkaholics podcast. Tell me a little bit about how you got talking with, with them there and how you became a part of that yourself. So, yeah, I mean, well, first of all, let's just be, let's be clear here, right? So I've been asking to be on JD's podcast and this podcast forever. And JD was like, well, you don't really have a lot of followers and like, you don't have a massive collection like other people Land I have up. on here. Lies. So, so I don't know when we'll get you on, you know, maybe when you're, you're a little bigger and I was like, okay, in the, in the interim. I think you've got more followers than I do, actually, if we look at our pages now. <laughs> in the interim somebody else came along and was like hey i'd love to have you as you are on my podcast now <laughs> i know no guys i'm kidding but i'm really not um so yeah so nando was following me and we started chatting a bit here and there and uh he already had that he already has the Funk funkaholic podcast going uh, he does different episodes about different topics and he wanted to start having collectors on to talk to he, and he asked me if i'd come on and apparently i was just such a good time that he asked me if i'd like to come back on more frequently um and we just we get along so well and then we're so comfortable talking to each other and i had such a blast on the podcast uh that i was like i said yes immediately so that's how it happened really <laughs> And you're, so you're really enjoying being a part of that now? I love it. I, I, I love having an outlet to discuss different things that are happening in the community. Um, I love, you know, I, you know, I like to go on my rants. <laughs> so it's really nice for me to have an outlet to do that instead of just harassing people on Instagram. <laughs> have you found a lot more people are reaching out to you now to discuss those topics with you and really like uh, give you maybe inspiration for things to talk about in future episodes or you know you talk about something that they're extremely passionate about and then they message you in regards to that oh absolutely absolutely the past couple of episodes you know we've we've also been following 
sort of the drama, if you will, that's been happening at Funko and all the the things that have been going on. Yeah. Uh, so I've had a lot of people message me, you know, either before or right after an episode comes out to tell me their thoughts and th their viewpoint or what what do I think about certain things that are going on or if I'll talk about it on the podcast. Um, so we just had an episode come out today and I got a couple of messages with feedback because I talked a lot about my opinion on the, the downsizing there oh. and the information that came out and a oh, lot of people... A lot of people reached out either saying that they agreed or just giving me their viewpoint and that I should look into different things that are happening and maybe discuss that on the podcast going forward. So it's been really, it's been really cool interacting with people and getting people's feedback. You know, I didn't, I wasn't sure if that would happen because sometimes, you know, I, I, I have no idea who listens to the podcast. Okay. Like Nando does all that stuff. He can see all that stuff. I'm, I just operate like it's just me and Nando talking. I have no idea who's listening. <laughs> so when someone reaches out, it's really nice. I'm like, okay, at least one person listened. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the hot seat here. Okay. Had you listened to the Funkaholics podcast before you were asked to be on there? Yes. I had listened to like one or two episodes before because me and Nando were following each other and I saw he had a podcast and I'm always looking for collecting podcasts. Uh, but this is my favorite podcast, you guys. <laughs> Well, I mean, look. but I had listened to it actually because they also talk about movies and TV and stuff and they were doing a Cobra Kai series and I'm a big Cobra Kai fan. Yes. And I actually listened to that. I specifically didn't listen to the first time you were on that podcast because I have been listening to your episodes on there as well. I've been giving you feedback on them as well. Um, yes. Thank but you. The, the first episode you were on there when you, you actually messaged me and you were so excited you were going to be on a podcast and you even like... <laughs> I think you may have been wanting some advice on on what you should you know uh anything you should do um but i i didn't listen to it because you were talking about the latest season of cobra kai and haven't watched it yet and i didn't want to get spoilers so, <laughs> so i actually I, I didn't get to listen to the very first time on there it wasn't till afterwards when you started talking the more collecting stuff that i started listening and now i'm subscribed to the podcast on apple and i'm a regular listener to to the Fridays with the Pop Fox on, uh, on the Funkaholics podcast. I will drop a link in so that people can go there. Obviously, you know, they should subscribe here first. But <laughs> it's totally different. <laughs> no, totally different. Um, this is an interview podcast. Yours is more of a general chat conversation, catching up on the week of collecting, which I love as well because it's something I'm passionate about, um, which is really cool. And, and uh, we've been talking about maybe I'll get a guest spot on that podcast later as well. Uh, I can come yes. in with that. I don't know how drunk I'll manage to get in the couple of hours. Like I know you guys have a few drinks on the Friday episodes. Oh, well, it's usually just me who's drunk, but sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if someone else would like to, to take the lead one time, I would really appreciate it. Well, if you're recording on a, where, if the recording lines up on a weekend, I'm sure I'll have a couple of beers. Otherwise I'll probably have to be day drinking and I might not have, might not be good for me to do that in the middle of work or something okay okay i understand we'll we'll make an we'll make an exception <laughs> uh, well before we wrap up last thing we've, we've spoken about the different lines we, we kind of touched on disney and your love of toy story as well uh you're in florida which means you get to go to the parks a lot which i'm super jealous of um, is there any item other than the Funko Pops, getting away from them, any item that you have to pick up whenever you go to the parks? 
Yeah, actually, I have recently started collecting from the Japan quarter of Epcot. There is a store inside of there, and I, I'm blanking on the name right now. I'm so sorry. Uh, they sell these Lucky Cats. They're like yeah. little resin Lucky Cats, and they have them in all different shapes and sizes and colors. Uh, and so every time I go, I pick up one, and I've slowly been growing this little collection. So I think I have like four now. You'll have to post it. I don't think I've seen a photo of them. I've never posted them before. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where they where they work in the shelves. So once I do, I'm going to post them. Maybe I'll, I'll do it for uh, free February. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Yeah. yeah, excellent. And, well, that ties in with something that I'd also been talking to you about. Uh, for people listening, I am later in this year actually going to be going on my first overseas holiday in many years. Uh, thanks to the pandemic, etc. And going back to Japan, which I've spoken about in previous podcasts, my trip to Japan, and uh, said I will try and pick you up something Toy Story uh, from Japan. We are going to be going to Disneyland at Japan. We do spend, uh, we do plan on spending a couple of days in both Disneyland and Disney Sea. Um, so That's I'm awesome. sure we'll be picking up quite a number of things from the uh, from the shops there. Uh, exiting through the gift shop every day and uh, I think we're going to probably have an extra uh, you know an extra carry-on bag or extra check-in bag probably full of Disney things we last time we went we had to send a whole box home because we couldn't fit stuff in our suitcases and it ended up spending I think more than $200 on postage to send a box like things back <laughs> from I believe it oh my gosh I'm so jealous I'm so jealous because I follow a couple of pages that are just the post product from Disneyland there yeah and yep. they just get such amazing stuff there that we will never see here so I'm like super jealous right now <laughs> well like I said I'll, I'll probably try and pick you something up uh, for people who are interested as well, and, and for yourself, I don't know, Marisol, if you've seen, uh, TDR Explorer is a YouTube channel that specifically that. he focuses on the park. So he's a guy from Canada who I think his name's Chris, um, and he goes through the parks on a weekly basis, sometimes multiple times in a week. But every time they come out, every month when they come out with new merchandise, he always does a store tour. And my girlfriend and I we watch them religiously so that we can see everything that's in the stores at the time. So if you if you ever want to see what's in the stores at Tokyo Disneyland and, and Disney Sea, check out TDR Explorer. So it's Tokyo Disney Resort, TDR Explorer. Um, he's got fantastic, uh, fantastic content for that. And he even does uh, guides for people who are visiting as well. So... Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. That's awesome. But that's enough plugging for other people. Uh, let's wrap it up and let's plug yourself. You know, I always do at the end, let people know where they can find you. Uh, they could find me on Instagram. I pretty much live there. Uh, <laughs> my handle is at the pop box. So it's the underscore pop underscore Fox with two X's. You can also find me on Twitter with the same name, the pop Fox two X's. Uh, and you can also listen to me every Friday on the Funkaholics podcast. Perfect. I'll be listening and I'll be continuing to follow and seeing everything, including, uh, yeah whatever you're posting in february that's non-funko related as well hashtag yeah, I'm, free feb. I'm excited for this i gotta start planning oh my goodness i love <laughs> it 
<laughs> Marisol, thank you very much for being on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. And to everyone listening, uh, I look forward to more episodes in 2023. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. Thank you for having me. Finally. <laughs> if you like the episode, please consider following or subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also join me on Instagram at Collecting Heroes, where you can see photos of the collections of the people that I'm talking to, as well as some of my own.